Psalm 42, 1 to 5. It's uh, rather strange, but um, this reading was the first thing they said on uh, the morning service this morning um, on BBC. So, maybe I've got it right. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while men say to me all day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go with the multitude, leading the procession to the house of God, with shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throng. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why do it so disturb within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. Uh, I'd like to talk this morning about praise and worship, which is very appropriate, considering the way this service has been going. Um, definitions, praise, the recognition of God's glory and the praise of his good works towards men is necessary for our psychological as well as our spiritual salvation. And worship is described as to have and express feelings of profound adoration to God. Um, adoration, that period where Liz led you just moment in praise, in, in worship, was uh, very appropriate. It was very touching, I felt, and um, food for the soul. It, was, uh, it did me good. I don't know about you. <laughs> uh, about 30 years ago, a vicar from Kent brought some of his congregation to an evening meeting at Ashburnham Place. During the meeting, a woman sang in tongues, and my wife, Ed knows with me this morning, gave an interpretation um, as the words of a popular song, As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship you. Before the vicar left, he asked my wife, if the woman who was sang in tongues was a student of Hebrew. But it was explained to him that no, she was an ordinary housewife. He said, well, that's amazing, because she sang in perfect Hebrew, and you gave the exact interpretation. The vicar and his congregation went back to Kent that night, um, absolutely uh, spellbound. They couldn't believe what they'd heard. He, he knew Hebrew well, and he knew it when it was spoken well. And um, I think he came as a skeptic, and he, he went away convinced. So I do believe his congregation uh, arranged this. They got him down there on some pretext, and uh, not knowing what was going to happen, of course, but it did, and it, uh, I'm sure it changed that man. Let's have a look at the words of the song, which is by Martin J. Nistrom. It's, um, As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship you. 
I can't imagine anything more emphatic than a deer that's been running through the forest and is out of breath and is dry and then it spots a pool of water and it goes for that pool of water. That's the way our, song, our souls need to long for Jesus, to be that thirsty, that, have, that, in that, have that desire. You alone are my strength, my shield. To you alone may my spirit yield. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship you. There are a lot of things as Christians we're not allowed to uh, yearn after, but one thing is Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, that we can yearn after, and know there are no recriminations. We can give our all uh, to him. It goes on, I want you more than gold or silver, only you can satisfy. You alone are the real joy giver and the apple of my eye. So regardless of gold, silver, position, ethnicity, whatever it is, you can ignore all that because Jesus is all that matters. The last verse is, You're my friend and you are my brother, even though you are a king. I love you more than any other, so much more than anything. I think Martin Nistrom was a true believer and had his heart in the right place to write such a song as that. Uh, does God want our praise? In Revelation 19, verse uh, 5 and 6, it says, Then a voice came from the throne, saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, you who fear him, both small and great. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters, and like loud peals of thunder, shouting, Hallelujah! For our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. So there is no doubt about it that God does want our, he doesn't need our praise, but he wants our praise. He's looking for it all the time and is delighted when we praise him. Is God worthy of praise? Look at the universe, the plants and the stars. Look at the flowers, the birds. Etc. I had a keen interest in wildflowers when I was younger and was amazed when I examined the smallest flowers under a microscope. The first time I did this, it was just another world and the flower was no more than a centimetre wide. But when you look into the depths of that flower, um, if you don't believe in God, you should believe in God. And I think many a scientist has come to God that way. The beauty and detail was breathtaking. And as I say, the scientists who are sceptical changed their minds after that. Um, I don't know whether any of you know um, David Freeland, the Methodist minister. He used to be in the Bourne at um, Hastings, and then he's been all over the country and now lives in battle. His son, Stephen, is a scientist. Um, he was brought up in Christianity, by his mum and dad, of course. Um, he, he now works in Baltimore as a, quite, quite a top scientist for the USA, and he's coming to battle shortly to give a talk 
on um, scientists and Christianity. Uh, I think it's on Saturday the 11th of July at 7pm in the new Emmanuel Centre. I don't know whether you know, but the Methodist Church in Battle was so run down, it had hardly any members, um, and they decided to sell it and build this uh, Emmanuel Centre, which is beautiful. It's just outside Battle on the railway side, and uh, it really is a lovely place. So his talk, being both a Christian and a scientist, uh, could be quite revealing. I'm hope hoping to get there myself. How do we praise God in many ways? Words, song, dance. In 2 Samuel 6, David danced energetically before the Lord. Any instrument can be used, tambourines, drums, lyres, harps, guitars, organs, pianos, trumpets, whatever there is can be used. The popularity of the organ seems to be dying out, possibly because of the cost and the cost of uh, maintenance. Well, I had this card for Father's Day um, with a variety of instruments on it. Um, I'm always cautious with what my sons say to me or do because having been woken up at one minute past twelve on New Year's Day once to a voice saying, is that Battersea dog's home? Um, I treat them with great caution. <laughs> now, in the middle of this, there's a piece of music, and I'm not too. I'm going to ask somebody afterwards uh, what the tune is and what the words are, because it, it's just as likely to be knees up, mother brain. But uh, there you go. That sons. <laughs> um, in one Timothy two verse eight, we're urged to lift up holy hands in prayer. So it's scriptural to raise hands. Um, I'm afraid in many many churches, people seem to keep their hands down by their sides as if they're soldiers, whereas God's looking for holy hands. In Hebrews 2, verse 12, Jesus says of the Father, I will declare your name to my brothers. In the presence of the congregation, I will sing your praises. We're encouraged to praise God in all situations, and that's not always easy. Recently, I went to a celebration there was no alcohol, believe me. And when I came home, uh, there were cars parked on the other side of the road. I turned too sharply, hit a brick pillar, that, that sort of dimension, smashed it to the ground, brought the gate down, and uh, left my wife trapped in the car. Um, I, was, I suppose I should have praised God, but I didn't feel too much like it, to be honest. But uh, you can praise him in all situations because... He knows about them, and it was a strange thing that one of my son's father-in-laws was following me, coming home for a cup of tea, um, and he didn't seem to be at all perturbed. He said, oh, he said, I love mending old cars. So he uh, came back a day or two later with all his gear, and uh, he made the car look like new, even though it looked as if somebody had run a tin opener along the side of the car. So... That was a blessing that he was there and following me. So I should have praised the Lord, um, but I didn't know that was going to happen. Um, in Deuteronomy 31, in the tent of meeting, 
God gave Moses a song to sing and made him write it down. So there's no question about it. God looks to us for songs, for singing, for using the natural instrument, our voice. Um, it's, it's difficult to believe, isn't it? There was Moses, sat in the tent of meeting, and God before him, and, and said to him, take a piece of paper and a pencil or whatever they used in those days, and, and write out this song. So that was the song that was given for the children of Israel. This chapel has echoed with praise and worship for many years, and long may it continue. You really are a, a beacon in this area. You may not think that. Um, you're few in number compared to some churches, but nonetheless, the Holy Spirit is always present in this church. I, I know it, I feel it when I come here. And all that went on this morning was spirit-inspired, and uh, it lifts me up. Um, I mean, I come to a church of three to four hundred in Bex Hill, but um, I don't know that we've got the spirit to the strength and power that you, you're getting him here. So, you know, don't... Uh, don't give up. Do keep going. Do keep on and on and on because uh, you're on the right track, no question. Well, I'm not going to prolong my sermon or talk on such a lovely day, so shall we pray? Dear Lord, thank you for this place of meeting we're in today. Inspire us by your Holy Spirit to praise and worship you, putting you first in all things. We ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.